Well, in case you don't know, my name is Mike Williams, pastor of One Church Bristol. And uh, oh, thank you. And uh, it's my privilege and my deep honor this morning to be able to spend a few moments interviewing one of our favorite people in the room, Pastor Kennedy from Zimbabwe. Come and join me, Kennedy. Come and take a seat. <laughs> Great. Look how, look how sharp he's looking. I, I came in and I looked at myself and I just shook my head. I was like, he's done it again. He's done it again. He's just so sharp. I just, I love you. Now, tell us, uh, before we get into stuff in Zimbabwe, I just want, we want to know, how's the family, how's Prisca, how's your beautiful children? Tell us about them. Right, so, yeah, greetings from uh, my family, especially from Prisca. Uh, she said hi to everyone. She's teaching and <laughs> going to school. Uh, the kids, uh, the four of them, by the way, uh, two are in boarding school. And the other two are still at home, yeah. So everyone is in good health, really, yeah. Fantastic. We love your family. Thank you. Is there anything we can pray for for your family? Well, for my family, I think you just just pray for God's provision, really, mm. uh, God's good health, and that we may continue to grow in love. Very good. Mm. You can do that, can't you? Yes. I said, you can do that, can't you? Yes. Good. We'll do that for you. Now, now tell us something that's uh, worthy of praise. Something that's just a praise report from one church in Zimbabwe. Something that's blessing your heart at the moment. Well, I've been trying to choose which one. <laughs> that's a few. Yeah, but there are quite a number, really. Um, well, maybe it's, it's good that I just read this scripture, which is um, Psalms 145 and verse 19, which says, He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and serves them. I think for us, this is the greatest praise uh, where God has really met uh, the desires that we have had as a family and even as a church, um, God has really blessed us. There are so many things that have happened in the past um, one year between last night and today. Uh, and uh, one of those things is we completed our church building. Yeah. And... Um, Yes, of course, we have had teams coming over and blessing us, and that's one of the greatest honors that we have had uh, just to host you guys and to be a part of our family. You know, it, it just makes us a very important people in Rusape. <laughs> <laughs> And um, uh, uh, one of the praises, talking about the desires that we have had as a family, um, we, we were living in, um, in what they call high-density suburbs. So there's high-density, medium-density, and low-density, which is like the poshy uh, areas. <laughs> so so, so of, for, the, for the past few years, we've just been desiring to move from where we live um, to a better place, which is closer to our church, uh, because we were living like 20 kilometers. So every day I had to drive like 40 kilometers to go to church, uh, which, which was quite expensive, really, in terms of fuel and everything. So we just had this desire. We didn't have the money, but we had the desire. And, and, um, and recently, in, in July, just met someone who said to me, I'm selling a piece of land. And I'm like, right, how much? And he said, 7,000. Where is it? 
It's in this area, which is very close to our church and uh, very close to the CBD. And I'm like, right, so are you really serious? It's 7,000 because I know that piece of land would be like 20,000 US dollars. And he says, yes, I am. And says, what is it like? 800 square meters. It's electrified. There is running water. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go for it. I want it. <laughs> so, so God gave us a piece of land very close to our church and right uh, where we desired it to be in. So, yeah, that's, that's one of the praises, really. Um, and then one of the praises for me has been the resilience that the church has had uh, in the midst of its troubles and uh, all these Zimbabwean challenges that we are going through. I'll tell you about them later. Uh, but uh, God has been faithful. People are serving God, and they are doing it with a joy on their faces. And, and, and really to see people coming to praise God, rejoice, Joyce dance uh, in the midst of all these circumstances. For me, it's, it is great encouragement. Yeah, and uh, thank you everyone who is supporting us in Zimbabwe and praying for us. We are going for it. Good news. Hey, it's so good that he's finished his building because I, I, when I was there, he had a roof on, yeah. but it had no walls. Yes. So we were in the meeting and the wind is blowing through the building. Yeah. And I'm preaching and I'm just so insecure about my hair that the wind is blowing the... It was a little bit like that. Now you have walls, I can come back. Yes, we do. Yes, you should come back. <laughs> so you, you touched on there some challenges in Zimbabwe. We obviously see kind of bits and pieces in the news and understand it's very difficult politically and economically. But can you give us a little bit of an insight into just how difficult it is at the moment, Ken, for you guys and for Zimbabwe? We, we, we're definitely going through a very difficult patch at the moment. Um, in 2017, November, um, there was a coup. You know, they don't want to call it a coup, but it was a coup where uh, the president, who had been president for like 37 years, was uh, kicked out of power. And um, it was peaceful, uh, by the way, uh, and we were so hopeful as a nation that we were getting into a new season uh, uh, as a country, but instead, things have really gotten worse than, than any better, uh, and it was because the new president, who is now ruling, he has made more enemies in the country uh, than friends, and as a result, there is... Um, Sabotage to his uh, to the economy. So, so we, we're going through a phase where uh, we don't have electricity at all during daytime. Um, so, electricity goes like 4 a.m. and comes back 10 p.m. So, so that has really changed our lifestyle. Uh, we, if, if you need to do an ironing, you have got to think about doing it midnight. <laughs> if, uh, bless my wife, she has to back or do any cooking that needs electricity at night. And that has also even changed some meetings uh, or any discussions that I want to do on Skype. I have to do them at night. So, so it's like our lives have been really turned around. And so apart from electricity, we have had serious shortage of fuel. Um, sometimes you had to be in the queue for like 24 hours, uh, just, just waiting to get like five liters or 10 liters of fuel. And, and sometimes you don't get it at all. 
and uh, we, we have had weeks uh, in my town where we would have like all three weeks and there is no safe station with fuel at all. But uh, God has helped us um, to survive even in those uh, very tough situations. There has been a very um, high inflation since uh, sometime last year in uh, October and uh, Inflation was around 8% then, and uh, we were using the U.S. dollar, and we were very comfortable. Life was kind of normal, even though it wasn't that normal for us. But then, right now, as I'm speaking, the official um, inflation rate is at 350%, but the real, the real inflation actually is at 800%. So, so that means... Um, Salaries have been eroded. Uh, a good example is just a year ago, what my wife took home was equivalent to 500 United States dollars. Uh, and she's still having almost the same salary now, but it's now equivalent to 52 US dollars. So, so, so it means we have learned to adjust our lives to live with an income of now $52 from $500. And that's a big adjustment for us. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the situation in the country. Politically, it's very peaceful. Uh, and the church is healthy, uh, the church is praying, the church is hopeful, uh, the church is um, negotiating even with the government to consider going on a sabbatical politically. And um, so that's the situation at the moment in Zimbabwe, in short. Wow. Wow. It takes your breath away, doesn't it? So just to uh, push you one more question before we move on. Um, if I were to buy a loaf of bread or something, you know, ordinary, how much would that cost me in Zimbabwe? So, um, I'm trying to think what, which one, the latest price was, right now, I'll, be, I'll tell you the price for what it was when mm. the last time I was in Zimbabwe. Otherwise, <laughs> mm. it's a new price already. So, so, the loaf of bread now would cost, I think, 20, 16, between 16 and 20 dollars. Our, um, our local currents from the one dollar it was just a year ago. Why? So to, t to tell you uh, a story which is both funny and sad, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my son, I think it was sometime in uh, May, uh, and um, he said, why are we not eating bread? And I said, no, we're not eating bread because we bought your mom's car. So that's the reason why we are not eating bread. And then, so should we sell the car so that we can buy bread? And he says, no, we are happy to just have the car. It's, it's okay, so one day we'll buy bread. And then three weeks down the line, we went to this supermarket and I bought, I bought a, a pack of tissue papers. And uh, so coming out of the supermarket, my son looks at me, he says, he doesn't have bread. So he says, why don't we just sell the car, dad? <laughs> for him it, it was it's this car that is causing us not to have bread because I, I can't explain to him about inflation about how expensive things are about how we have resorted to banking instead of buying from the supermarket because we can't cope with the prices you know prices are like changing every other day so so I had to say to him we will sell it don't worry yeah. wow 
So I know because we love you, we love Zimbabwe, and we love your family, and we love your church, that we want to help. So this might sound like a strange question, okay? But what value would there be in a goat? (laughs) It is a strange question. (laughs) Right, so, um, well, one goat, one mature goat in this case, um, would send a child to school for three terms. One God, and one God would feed a family for a month. That's the value of one God in Zimbabwe. Wow. So, so we had an idea. Next year, we celebrate the 100-year anniversary of one church. I don't know if you've, this is incredible, that's incredible enough. We thought, why don't we take the hundred goat offering? Come on! (laughs) Let's go for it. What if we, as a church, could get behind this guy, his family, his church, and that nation, in just a small way, make a massive difference in what is a really difficult time. We could do that, couldn't we? So, so you know what? A goat costs us about 15 quid. 15 quid. I think we could do 100 in this room. I think we could do 100 on this conference, couldn't we? And so you all came in this morning and there was a card under your chair or on your chair. Just take a look at it. It says the 100 goat gift. And all you need to do, if you're interested, if you would like to get behind Kennedy and this offering, you just need to fill out the back. And it just says on there, how many goats would you like to pledge? One goat equals 15 pounds. What we'd love, if, you, if your heart is moved by that, if you feel moved to be able to do something to help very practically in this situation, decide how many goats you'd like to give, sign the card, and at any point today, it has to be done by the end of the day, take it to the 100 goat gift stand. There is one, isn't there? John, where is it? It's at the back. There is a hundred goat. I can see the banner. And uh, take the card, sign it, take it to the back and pop it in the box there. And we'll let you know in tonight's session just how many goats we've been able to give to Zimbabwe. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be extraordinary? Because we know you want to help meet this need. And that feels like a really practical and great way to be able to help them. Would that help you, Ken? Definitely. It would definitely definitely make a whole dif- uh, difference uh, in what we're doing. Uh, by, the, by the way, I've been very much involved with um, what we call CCMP, Community and Church Mobilization, training people and teaching people to, um, to live in their communities. And most of these uh, rural folks, they had reached like a ceiling uh, in what they've been doing. So these gods definitely are going to make a whole lot of a difference. Wow. And by the way, you, you, you got to understand that inflation may hit our local currents, but a god remains a god. <laughs> so, 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 so inflation won't touch our gods. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm pretty sure, Ken, no one's ever given a goat as a gift before. Yes. So this is a big first for us as well, isn't it? Yes. So come on, let's stand. We're going to pray for Ken, pray for Zimbabwe. 
Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus. We've heard the needs, we've heard the situation, God, and our hearts are stirred and moved to pray and support this man, this family, this church. That's our church. They're our family. They're our brothers and sisters. Father, we lift them up to you and pray that your supernatural provision will continue in their lives. That, God, you would provide every need and more. That, God, through this situation, the church will shine. The church will be seen for the glory of God in it. Father, we want to pray that you would strengthen their hands. We particularly pray for the children of that nation. Father, that you would change their future. Give them a great nation with a good economy with good governments. And Father, may you be at the center of it all. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's show our appreciation to Ken. Thank you. I love that goat challenge, don't you? Come on, we can do this. We can do this. Uh, it's my privilege to introduce uh, our speaker, who is from Singapore. And uh, he has literally come from America to spend two days here before he goes to Korea. He's a very busy man. He uh, travels the world. Uh, he has an apostolic ministry <coughs> where he serves uh, across the world and serves churches. Some of these churches are huge. It's amazing his gift that God has placed upon this man to serve leaders and churches across the globe. When I found out he was staying in a hotel about an hour from here, I asked my friend who was hosting him if I could have a cup of coffee. And uh, John Andrews and I drove up and we just had a cup of coffee. And I was immediately taken by, not the, I'm the high flyer, but the, the generosity of spirit and the willingness just to relate and share and show concern with the challenges that we're facing in one church today. And my heart warmed as we talked together. We were only supposed to have an hour or so for coffee. The hour went by very quickly, then two hours. And then we said, let's have some lunch together. And then those two hours became three hours and then four hours. And as we left the restaurant, we were walking together towards the car. And I said, would you come and speak at our conference? And he pulled out his diary, he says, pick a date, pick a date. And it's, I know that you have a gift of God to minister to churches across the world, but it's your heart that really caught my heart and your love for leaders and your love for people across the world. It's my privilege and my honour to introduce Pastor Dominic Yo. Please, our house is your house. Please come and share the word of God with us today. Give Jesus a bigger hand. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for one church. 
and its extension even into Zimbabwe. We speak right now your blessing to come upon the Zimbabwe church. We pray, Father, that you will grant them an open heaven. I speak a Goshen experience over where Pastor Kennedy and his church will be. And I pray, Father, that as a result of the Goshen experience, it will be so supernatural that the rest of Zimbabwe will look to them and to realize it is because of our great and living God. We pray for one church service today and throughout this, even the workshops that will be taking place this afternoon. We pray, God, that you anoint every speaker, anoint every session. Lord, let no man, no woman, no boy and girls leave this place without a divine encounter with you. And so, Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise as we ask all this in Jesus' name. And God's people say, Amen. 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 Come, give him another praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hug somebody and then you may be seated. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Simon and Pastor John, for this uh, opportunity to be with you guys. You know, I want to thank your, your pastors, not just for their love, but for their hospitality. When I arrived, they, they took me to a great lunch. And then Pastor Simon sent me into my hotel room and he insisted on bringing my bag uh, into the room. And when I arrived in a room that was this big gift and I like, wow, you know. And I didn't, I didn't rip it up immediately. It's kind of our Asian tradition not to do that. <laughs> and after he left the room, immediately I rip it apart. <laughs> and it was a Liverpool cabin bag. Come on. <laughs> Liverpool Football Club is my religion I'm extremely religious <laughs> Christianity is my relationship with Jesus Amen <laughs> Yeah, somehow You know, it's kind of tough To be surrounded by Manchester United fans It's kind of tough because I'm trying to encourage them <laughs> How many United fans do we have here? Oh dear Lord Jesus, I need to pray for you guys, man. I don't know how you do that, man, but your kids are going to grow up one day and ask you, Daddy, who do you support? And you're going to say, I support the devil. <laughs> See, I'm a great evangelist for Liverpool. <laughs> Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you because you never walk alone. But <laughs> West Ham, that's good. <laughs> Anything but United. <laughs> All right, I want to get into the Word of God today. <laughs> Before I preach about Manchester United, oh dear Lord Jesus. <sighs> when I arrived yesterday, in the service, I sense God speaking to one church that you are at a threshold of crossing over into God's expansion for you guys. Now, I have only met Pastor Simon and just briefly with Pastor John, uh, and I think about two and a half years now that we've kind of just met each other over coffee and, and no, I don't drink coffee, he drinks the yeah, and, and lunch. 
and so I don't really know a, lo- a whole lot about one church, except that one church has different campuses around Gloucester and then Zimbabwe. But I sense at this moment, God is stirring the church to look beyond its walls and to move into God's expansion program that he has for you. And so I want to look into two scriptures today. And the first is only an introduction, which is Isaiah 54 verse 2. And maybe this will become a word uh, that the church leadership will take together and plan a whole series on. I'm not sure. But Isaiah 54 verse 2 goes this way. Enlarge the place of your tent. And... Two key words are there, and the key words are enlarge and place. And when we think of enlarge and place, we think of the concept of an ever-increasing influence or territories. Do you understand? So I want to try this out since we have the young people here, which is really good. I have a piece of A4. And let's see how many teenagers we can put on this A4 piece of paper. (laughs) Can I have one volunteer come? Come on, let's give them a hand. Oh, he's going to take all of the A4. Yeah, just stand on it. Keep Keep your feet within that piece of paper. Yep. Yeah, keep your feet within. <laughs> Can I have another volunteer? <laughs> so now we are enlarging. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to be right in there. <laughs> Do you reckon we could have one more? Could it happen? Yes. All right, yes. Come on, one church. Can I have another volunteer? <laughs> I'm about to put Pastor Simon Jarvis on this. <laughs> I want to see how you're going to do it. <laughs> Step on his shoes. <laughs> reckon we could put one more <laughs> all right can we have one more <laughs> Chris would you come and help me <laughs> now while they are trying to do this Pastor Chris is going to help us demonstrate how we could enlarge this A4 to encompass all of them. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you stand on this. Do you think we could put one more? Oh, yeah. No. How many say yes? How many say no? How many say I don't care? I don't know. Hey, you guys are supposed to be up there. 
All right, reorganization. All right, reorganization. You reckon we can have one more? Yes, no, no, that's it. That's it. Now you realize the difficulties, right? It is it is now getting technically with great complexities <laughs> in trying to organize to have all of them to be within the size of this A4 piece of paper. Now, of course, we are giving them grace because we are Christians. We are not the devil, you know, we are giving them, we are Christians, so we provide grace. <laughs> they are having difficulties. You will find that if we enlarge in our own human abilities, this is what striving will look like. But if we begin to move with the Spirit of God in what God wants to do with regards to enlarge, because the Bible did not just say enlarge, but it says enlarge the place. So we are talking about territories. And so another way to enlarge is to put another piece of A4 and now you have enlarged. But there is another supernatural way that we're going to show you how you can enlarge. Because today, I want to talk about enlarging the place. Because I believe that God has a place for different ones of you, individually. It could be a geographical place of promise that God has for you, a land. It could be a promise of a particular destiny that God has for you with regards to a spiritual destiny of a territory that you're taking in the spirit. It could be the place of a spiritual gift that God has for you to be stepping into as you enlarge right now. But it begins with this concept of enlarging the place. Have you got it? I have it. Now we're going to see how uh, this will work right now. Same A4 size, but you realize that now we have literally enlarged the place. Amen? Come on, give God a big hand. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. With this... You can have as many. But in order to see this supernatural enlargement, we need to turn to Mark chapter 4. And because of time, we're not going to study and go through Mark chapter 4 to the end of Mark chapter 5. Because in the New Testament, in the gospel right now, we're seeing... Jesus pushing his disciples into this enlargement program. And I sense one church is moving in tandem with this movement of God for enlargement. And I'm going to show you from scriptures. Mark chapter 4 beginning in verse 35. That day when evening came, Jesus said to the disciples, let us go over to the other side. Everybody says the other side. 
God is a God of movement. And so God calls His people to move to the other side. Amen. Now, I, I need to help you guys with, you know, Pastor Simon warned me, and you guys are just like Singaporeans, Asians. You are very quiet. <laughs> uh, I preached in too many Latin American, Hispanic, and African community. And I love the Latin and the African. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Because when they get really excited, they stand up and, oh yeah, they do a dance. <laughs> and then when they really, really, really get excited, they don't only do that dance, but they do that dance and they come forward and they put the money onto the stage. I bet you love it because we're going to have a good offering. To buy goats. <laughs> and then when they get really, really, really excited, they not only stand and do the jig and not do the walk, but they say, Amen. Can you guys do Amen? amen. So I'm not asking you to do the jig, <laughs> but I would love for you to do the money. <laughs> but you know what? We can all do the Amen. Amen. Jesus says, let us go over to the other side. Of course, the ensuing scripture says, they took him just as he was in the boat, and there were several boats with them. And as they went over to the other side, the scripture tells us of this squall that came into the boat, and he tossed the boat to and fro. And Jesus was asleep in the stern, and they came to Jesus and says, Master, do you not care that we perish? And Jesus stood up commanded the wind and the wave to stop. And then Jesus asked them, why do you still have no faith? Because prior to this, there was the teaching of Jesus. And you and I have already had great teaching, great ministry from this local church and from the different pastors that have preached to you. And so the word of God has come and yet sometimes it does not ignite faith for the expansion. So if God is moving one church into an, into an expansion program, we need to ignite our faith to believe that it is possible. Just like this A4 piece of paper, we come to the place where they said it is impossible. But I have shown you the possibility of what faith can do because faith will expand. Now let's understand what going to the other side means for one church. Let me help you understand what expansion means for every one of you. What would it do? The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 5 verse 1, when Jesus arrived on the other side, something dramatic happened. What happened? A man filled with demons, notice the devil, you guys got the idea? The devil? A man who was possessed with legions, uh, you know, and he calls himself a legion, because he was possessed by a thousand demons came and they confronted Jesus. You know, going to the other side means for you a great spiritual victory. Come on. God has a spiritual victory awaiting you. And until you cross over, until you expand, you will not see the victory. Wow. 
God has his victory set up for us. And so I believe the destiny of one church is coming into great spiritual victory like never before. But it requires you to hear the clarion call of the Holy Spirit to move out, to expand. There is the wind of God right now calling you to go over to the other side. But going over to the other side, it's not just a spiritual victory that God has for you, but it's also a quantum leap of faith. That's why in the boat, Jesus challenged them and said to them, why do you still have no faith? Because the word of God ought to ignite faith. But you know what? Sometimes hearing the word of God is not enough. We got to be doers of the word. And when we do the word, when we lift out the word, then faith gets ignited. That's just simply the way it is. Because when they went over to the other side, you know, on the way there, Jesus demonstrated what faith can do. I lead a program called Alpha Track. Now, it's not the Alpha course, but an Alpha Track. In 1996, I decided to take a group of people who were in transition, and I said, while you were in transition, give me three months. Just hang out with me for three months. And so there were folks, there were students that were, you know, moving out from, from junior colleges, going into university. They had a time, they, they had a break. For the guys that were doing the Cambridge O-Level, right? Because we follow the British system, so we have the O-Level. So for the 16-year-old teenagers, once they finish, they had three months before they go into junior college. So that's another transition. And then there were some adults that were in transition. So I said to them, if all of you are in transition, this is the time to come and join me. And so I took, I took this group of people and we started a ministry called the Alpha Track Ministry. And in these three months, it is the endeavor of the leadership to turn them from individuals to become ministers of God, to cause them to become great harvest warriors. But one of the things to become a great harvest warriors is to grow in one's faith. We always start with a three days retreat with a barbecue, and then we close the, the Alpha Track program with three days of a retreat with a barbecue. The funny thing is that whenever we have the barbecue, it pours. It rains. Yeah. And so I teach the Alpha Trackers to walk in the dimension of faith and to declare because if Jesus has done this and Jesus says, greater works will you do, then if we believe in it, we should be able to command the wind and the wave to stop. And we have seen that over and over and over. Today we have, currently we are running the 52nd Alpha Track batches. And all of them, every batch wins, literally every Alpha Track batch in three months, they will win 1,600 plus souls to the Lord. Every track. But it's not just winning the souls, but they experience a dimension of a leap of faith because faith is expanded. You see, God is a God of movement and God does not want our faith to remain status quo. When our faith is status quo, it is a flat line. You go to the hospital, you get a flat line, it means you are dead. 
So there got to be a movement. And so whenever it rains, I'll tell the Alpha Trackers, not my problem, it's your problem because you're not having barbecue and I'm going to be hungry. So get out there, stand under the rain and command it to stop. And they will do that and after 10 minutes, stop. And we have clear sky to have our barbecue. And then after that, it can rain. Yeah. And they've seen that happen over and over and over and over again. Because God wants us to expand our faith. God wants us to expand into spiritual victories. Going over to the other side is so important for one church because not only will you see an increase in faith for the miraculous, for the supernatural, to be able to do the impossible, but God also wants you to experience the victories that He's going to give to you over and over and over again. I find it incredulous that there are some people who have been Christians for many years, for many, many moons, and yet they haven't experienced a new miracle. And whenever they testify, it's about 35 years ago. So they have a 35 years ago miracle, but not a fresh miracle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's because they did not heed the voice of the Lord to step into expansion because God is always wanting to enlarge the place. Going over to the other side also means not just an increase in faith, uh, spiritual victory, but it is also stepping into God's great evangelization. The Bible tells us, you know, and, and you need to understand this. Let, let me show you this. Mark chapter 5, verse 10. Now let's look at the de- demonic man with Jesus. You know, it's, kind of, it's kind of a strange story. We all know that Jesus cast the demons into the pigs, right? But you've got to understand the nuances of the conversation. Jesus met this guy and Jesus says, what's your name? And he says, we are legion. And then the demons in verse 10, look at Mark chapter 5 verse 10 right now. The demons begged Jesus not to, not to cause them to leave the area. That's the word in NIV. They did not want to leave. The, you know, you've got to understand it's all about territories. It's all about a territory. They did not want to leave. Because the moment they leave, then the kingdom of God has extended. The moment they leave, then God's fame will be spread across. That's why it's not just a great victory, it's not just great faith, but it's going to be great evangelization. Because the Bible says 10 cities, the Decapolis, Decapolis means 10 cities. 10 cities heard about Jesus. Could you imagine right now 10 cities around Gloucester coming to hear about the fame of Jesus? I almost want to say to you guys, take the 10 cities. Yeah. How many of you believe your church can take 10 cities? Yeah, because I believe in, in every one of you is the church. There is a church resident in every one of you. Having met Pastor Simon and interacted with him, I know his heart is about church planting. So I see out of his seed into your life, there are seeds of church planters right now. 
And I believe for 10 cities that you guys can easily take 10 cities for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Get behind the movement of God. Because it's about kicking the devil out so that you can take the cities. It's time to evict the devil. We have been so routinized by the devil that we think it's normal. Listen, it is not normal. On the way here, Pastor Martin's story from Coventry uh, CLM Church uh, picked me up and we were driving into Gloucester and he began talking to me about uh, leading the city in prayer. And I got so excited, I began to share with him about some of the stuff that we have done years ago in Singapore. And I remember in, in the early 90s, I was leading a prayer movement for our nation. And at that time, Jared Coates, I don't know how many, do you guys remember Jared Coates? He was leading the, the uh, March for Jesus. And this was all part, it's all part of the movement of God at that point in time in the early 90s to extend the kingdom of God. So praise was brought out into the streets. But what we did in Singapore, because we, we are not allowed to just bring a group of folks and walk on the street. I mean, any gathering more than five without a, a permit in Singapore is called an illegal gathering. And you could be put in jail for an illegal gathering. And so what we did was then we kind of organized the church in such a way that folks were walking on the streets and we were blessing the land. And we began to get the churches together and we began to do spiritual mapping. And as a result of that, today in Singapore, we experience an open heaven. John Andrews has been in Singapore so many times. He can testify. The moment you land in Singapore airport, you walk off, you experience a different atmosphere. It's so easy to get someone saved in Singapore. It's like low-hanging fruits. You just pluck. Yeah. That's why, to me, it is not... You know, it's, to me, it's pretty normal in Singapore. You know, if we, we have 750 churches. A, a thousand of those churches, a thousand of those churches in Singapore are easily a thousand and above. If you, if you take, if you take, five, if you take um, a measurement of 3,000 churches and above, out of, that uh, out of that thousand, you will at least have a few hundreds. And if you're looking at 5,000 and above, yeah, then you knock down to about 10 churches. If you're looking at 10,000 10, and above, yeah, then you're looking at about three churches. Wow. If you're looking at uh, 20,000 and above, yeah, then you're looking at two churches. Yeah. So why do we have such mega churches and so many of these mega churches in Singapore? The answer here is an open heaven. Because we heard the voice of the Spirit to step forth into God's expansion program. And when you get behind that, the miracles of God begins to happen. Now let me close with this because my time is up. Stepping across as you expand. Expansion means an increase in faith. Expansion means, uh, you know, um, great spiritual victory. It means that there's going to be great evangelization. It also means that there's going to be great signs and wonders that will be released into your life. Because in Mark chapter 5, we read about the healing of a woman who had 12 years of hemorrhage issue and a girl of 12 years. And that represents a prime of life. 
And out of that, the resurrection of this girl and that signs and wonders. God is about to release into one church signs and wonders so that that becomes normal. It is not something that happens once in a blue moon. You know, it's going to happen all the time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But unless you step across and get behind expansion, it ain't going to happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God has great things in store for you. So when I arrived last night, I sensed that. Amen. So let's stand right now. As the worship team is going to lead us, I'm going to call you to come to this place of prayer. If you want to get behind what God is saying to expand, and you are prepared to put your life onto the offering plate of the Holy Spirit because this altars this morning here represents the offering plate of the Holy Spirit and I'm taking an offering an offering of lives it's not about salvation but it's about dedication and this morning if you are prepared to dedicate your life to God's expansion program in the ways that your leadership in the days will be talking about whether it's churches, uh, whether it's taking expansion into certain businesses, uh, you know, it, that would change your church. Because I believe God's calling some of you to become His entrepreneurs. Yeah, that you will be led by the Spirit in what you do, that you will have that business. So if you believe that God is speaking to you right now about this expansion and you want to be a part of this program, I'm going to ask you quickly to come right now. Come to this place of prayer because we're going to dedicate you before the Lord. Come very quickly. I'm going to ask Pastor Simon to come uh, as the apostle of this whole network. Uh, I'm going to ask the apostle to dedicate you. Yeah, so come right now. Come as close because you are standing on the offering plate of the Holy Spirit. This is a prophetic act. How many young people will come and give your life for the ministry? Andrew, disciple, brought a little boy to Jesus and said he's got five loaves and two fishes. Can you do something with that? And Jesus said, just watch. As you come forward, just take your five loaves and two fishes like what, what are you going to do with this Jesus Jesus says just watch I will break what you've got and that will be painful because you think you're going to lose it alright I'm going to break what you've got and you think that's gone and then he'll say now watch what I do with what is broken God will break you to expand you the miracle comes through the brokenness I feel that like in my spirit right now the miracle comes through the brokenness like you cannot bring your wholeness to God you must bring your brokenness to God God will you just break me when I was a boy we sang a song called spirit of the living God fall afresh on me break me melt me mold me fill me in the name of Jesus I speak over this church it's not too late it's not too late if you want to come come quickly because this prayer is for you this prayer is for you don't don't delay don't delay
run now because this prayer is for everyone who's come forward do not delay run if you don't miss out on this if the holy spirit is ministering to you do not delay because this prayer is about to bring a breaking into you it will it will hurt but through the hurting will come a healing and through the healing will become an expansion has been prophesied by the apostolic gift are you ready I want you to hold up hold up hold up your hands in the name of Jesus I speak now over you that this is the day of expansion this is the day this is the moment this is the moment when the man of God has brought you to Jesus and says hand over what you have right now as you hand over what you have there will be a breaking and out of this breaking will become the miracle out of the finite will come the infinite out of the smallness become a greatness out of the smallness of thinking will become a vastness of thinking that can only come through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life you do not look at your age do not look at your ability just give to God who you are and he will break you and he will melt you he will mold you and he will fill you with a new anointing for a new area for a new enlargement in the name of Jesus amen hallelujah father we commit every man and woman who's standing on this offering plate of the Holy Spirit we thank you father for their lives we thank you Lord even at this point they're making this commitment and they're saying yes Lord use us in this movement of expansion I declare to you this day that as you stand on the offering plate of the Holy Spirit it is the Lord that will lead you it will be the Lord that will open doors for you you say Lord I'm at this age Lord what can I do and the Lord will say to this day know this that you are my handmaiden know this that you are the arrows in my quiver and I will shoot you forth and in that day when that happened you will see open doors and when I open the door you will step through and when you will step through you will step into great harvest says the Lord Father thank you for this thank you Lord for this ones that are standing here right now I bless them with an open heaven I bless them that they will see great multiplication I bless them Father that they will see churches and souls coming into the kingdom I bless them this day that the spirit of science and wonders will overwhelm them that even their shadows will bring forth the miraculous I call Father this day that they will begin to live in the miraculous so that they will do the impossible for your glory and so Lord as I commit them into your hand I thank you that as you work expansion through them you will multiply in them and through them this day so thank you in Jesus name Uh, we need to finish but uh, I just need to prophesy over someone um, you used to fly but your wings got broken and you've just pecked around like a chicken and listen everybody there's someone in the room here you remember the days when you used to fly but your wings got broken but God says, I've healed you already. 
I've healed you already. You've just forgotten how to take off. And today your step of faith is this. I was broken. My wings did get broken. But he has healed me. And from this moment, I will fly again. I will fly again. Can you, if that's you, can you just raise your hand, please? In the name of Jesus, you are healed, you are restored, and you are whole. And today, from this moment on, you are not to live with your past, but your new, fresh faith comes to you now. And you are going to fly again. You're going to fly higher than you went before. And you are not going to allow your past or any demon or any devil to hold you back in the name of Jesus. Can we just show some appreciation to Pastor Dom? Thank you for your audition.